Hello, everyone. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for coming back on the podcast today. It's so good to have you here. I am coming to you today with um, some information that I think is pertinent to your journey right now. We are slipping and sliding all over the place at the moment, have you noticed? And, and we're doing okay. We're, we're getting there. We, um, we're dealing with a lot of things that are totally out of our control. We are a resilient race, as in the human race, and um, we adapt. And this year we've been tried, tested, poked, prodded, shaken, stirred and fried and have really, all of us, have really felt um, the the stretch, to say the least, around what is being asked of us uh, in these energies at the moment. So today's podcast, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some of the tools. I've gone over some of this before, but um, it's never-ending topics never-ending topics (laughs) and 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 also when I experiment with something I feel into something and then the best the very best thing I can possibly do is not hold on to that knowledge obviously is to convey that knowledge and as I convey that to you as I teach this share this knowledge with you in oral tradition kind of think that's why podcast works so well the oral way um, you take in that knowledge as you're able at various levels that you're at whether you're brand new to the whole idea of living a life in an authentic way or energetically or whether you're an old hat um you will take information from oral tradition as we did in ancient times and it will layer in and it will land in in a way that is going to work for you I get beautiful feedback about my podcast. I, um, I'm, I'm overjoyed that you feel that way. <laughs> I, I'm kind of stunned that it's had such uh, an impact on people. But I think it's exactly what I was just saying there, that the oral tradition, it layers in. And when we're, um, we're able to um, extract what we need as we need, and so various levels and and i'm reluctant to use that term but it's it's probably the best way to describe and acknowledge that all of you are are coming at this in various varying degrees um and it acknowledges exactly where you're at so uh yeah here we are what are we now we are the uh 18th 19th of October the 19th it's 18th in in, in the US and um, the Egyptians are just waking up <laughs> and um, as are the Parisians similar time zone and uh, our London friends are probably just t- shutting off their alarm clocks while our friends in the East Coast are busy um, getting about their day <laughs> um, and getting ready for tomorrow. So, yeah, it's really it's really interesting to watch how these time zones work. Um, and it, w- we've been tested. We've, we've, we have definitely been through the ringer. Um, but if you're anything like me, 
you've probably found that through this, you have found a core strength that you didn't realize you had. It's a little bit like the whole of the human race is going through um, an episode, what are we in? Nine, <laughs> episode 10, I should say, in October, of, of Lost or Survivor, um, Jumanji. You know, we, we, we really have been tested. And yet, you know, if you look around, as I'm doing at the moment, I'm looking out at the garden and it's still the same. You know, the light's hitting, beautiful light packets hitting those gorgeous leaves that's bouncing off and we've got so much carbon dioxide around me. It's loads of negative ions and I'm really in appreciative awe of what what is the colour that's in front of me. I've got red leaves and green leaves and uh, frangipani that's just about to ready to burst into its um, clothed state because they're deciduous and it's been naked stalks <laughs> for the last three, four months. It's been a bit sad looking at those, but they always revive and come back. Um, as always, clouds, very few clouds in the sky and um, beautiful sunlight. You know, we, I live in a really beautiful part of the earth and I'm grateful for that. Um, and when we look at nature, in fact, I did this a lot through the worst parts of being locked down, is I look to nature for my inspiration, um, purely from the physical joy that obviously it brings, but also the mental clarity and the focus and the, con the constancy, that, that continual I am presence is there in the gorgeous uh, natural surroundings that we're in just you know 80 meters to my right there is a massive huge bay called Morton Bay and you know that's there ready for the pickings if I wanted to go down there and walk down there as well and and you know I'm sure even in your situation wherever you are no matter how destitute it is that, that there is something natural that you could find to connect with and that is a really beautiful way to raise your vibration right there. Even if it, you know, if you're in the middle of New York and or Cairo and there's nothing, but you can see, you know, this little lonely sapling has managed to crack through the pavement. It's a moment of joy and appreciation for the way nature slash God always wins. We know this. So, um, looking at at um, our energy and, and little things we can do. I'm wanting to let you know that I've got a group in Facebook, if you didn't already know, I think many of you already frequent that, and that's Dawn of Awakening. I um, did a little survey to think and assess, hmm, how am I going? How am I doing? I did this with my kids when I was growing up. So how's mummy doing as a mum? <laughs> how am I doing, kids? Give me the... Give me the my HR background. <laughs> Give me the pricey on on where where I'm at and what's my 360 degree view. And just like my kids, all of these beautiful people in Facebook gave me a 10 out of 10, which I was oh, they're being too kind, I'm sure, but <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was expecting to receive something like a six or a seven maximum, not ten. Um, 
And the reason for that is I think there's always something more that we can do. There's always something more that we can bring to the table. There's always, um, you know, things that I'm learning and, and ready to convey and share with with other folks to help to help them through this process. I have a lot of compassion for people who are working through this and um, and are like literally waking up like yesterday that I've, I've got so much respect for people. We never really know when that eternal alarm, internal alarm clock is going to go off and our role is to be here for them. So Dawn of Awakening is a great place for people who are new to it, needing more information, needing to feel more solid and grounded with where they're going. Very soon, in fact, um, I was given a date this morning. God is somebody <laughs> in my life who uh, I have to wait for the nod. And um, as some of you know, I've posited this idea for some time. A much needed, wanted and much requested spiritual development group is beginning. And I'm also doing one face to face. So there'll be two Um one during the week at my home um, to re-establish community here. It's really important. And then one online for all of you who can't um, be near me. And I don't want to mix the two because um, the energy of a circle is most important and um, we don't want to uh, dilute the, the, the energy. Same content. Um, similar processes, not the same. Um, obviously, one being online, one being face to face. It's things you can do and things you can't. And um, the whole idea is to, um, yeah, help us ground uh, the knowledge and embody a lot of the knowledge that maybe you know, maybe you've been reading for a long time, and kind of you don't really know how to merge your worlds at the moment compartmentalization has worked you know I can be my spiritual self then I can go to work and be x and y and actually that's going to shift um I can see that when we're, we're talking about harmony and unity um well you see it already in a lot of the um conscious shift in what's acceptable out in the workplace, out in out in uh, the shopping centres, you know. I was saying to somebody not long ago, I've always read self-help books and um, personal development was always something for me. I've been teaching personal development since I was 19 years old um, because I, I, I just had so much compassion for people and I um, had a lot to learn. And again, as I said earlier, teaching helps your learning um, and I would encourage anybody who's inspired and listening to this great that you're you're getting your fix <laughs> thank you for that beautiful feedback whoever that was I get my fix um, but also doing what you can in appropriate ways to convey this knowledge to other to others as well it it helps you embody it it helps you become it and we're moving through this shift that is occurring that is quite ma massive and um, it, it, it's going to ask of us, and this is why I'm creating this group, a spiritual development group, because it's going to ask of us to embody 
um, a lot of this knowledge that we've been throwing around now for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And it's really interesting to see the development of the world, the shadow that wasn't obvious to a lot of people, has been for me, and uh, the development of the spiritual movement has almost been parallel, if you noticed. Um, there's a lot of conjecture and misinformation in the spiritual world, very similar to the kind that we see in politics. In fact, what I have learned this year is the two are not that dissimilar. And as we watch and see what happens, I know many of you are fellow Anons from the Q movement, we watch and see what happens as the world takes shape day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, or on a countdown of 15 days. Regardless of what you think of the identities of the people involved, the fact is the world is never going to be the same ever again and can never, which is kind of exciting. Um, but embodiment is important. And the embodiment is where we take the, the knowledge that we have and we do what we can to create a very conscious, powerful approach to taking elements of what we've learned. It's impossible to take it all on board, to convert to whatever it is that floats your boat. Um, taking elements and interweaving those and, and um, emerging, letting them emerge through your lifestyle, through your body, through your consciousness and um, letting that seep in. Now, Carl Jung did an incredible um, piece of work which was extremely confidential. You want to look it up, called The Red Book. And this Red Book, I would love to own a copy of The Red Book. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I'm sure Carl Jung and I were lovers in a past life, actually. Um, I have been connected with some very powerful and very great people in all of my past lives and Carl Jung just yeah ticks lots of boxes for me one of the things he did in the red book was he looked at um, the animus and what was powerful about it is he went to Egypt I could tell that he'd been in Egypt because a lot of the um, ancient um, wisdoms and um, a lot of the incredible um, teachings that some of the mystery schools did were evident in a lot of his work, even his psychiatric work. Um, he, his approach was very, very different to Freud and his colleague. Um, and Jung, as the ultimate philosopher, um, journeyed in an embodied way through using his body as the animus. Now, I just want to put a little bit of a waiver there. Um, what he did was he took the, the elements of um, different studies and forms of religion and literally lived it uh, and became immersed in it and completely embodied it. Um, you need to know yourself. You need to be not on medication when you do that and ideally have... Um, some kind of mentor, guide or supervisor if you're going to take that kind of deep dive because it can be quite um, 
uh, altering in terms of um, who you are and uh, without, uh, I, I would say, without really knowing yourself, you can really lose yourself. That might be the objective, in which case, wonderful. It may also not be the objective, in which case you need a mentor to um, help supervise you through that kind of process. But read up about it. It's really interesting. And um, what I'm speaking of is much more moderate than that. Mine is really we're taking elements, we're going to commit to taking elements, um, embracing our life and interweaving or combining those into our day-to-day practice. You know, I would love to say that I am completely off the grid and that I um, live a completely conscious lifestyle um, that is totally and, and ultimately authentic and powerful in its nature. It comes down to this. I have choices. I make choices every single day and I choose in or I choose off. And, um, you know, I don't feel great when I need to go to the service station to fill up my car. You know, I know that I'm making an impact. But when I go to the service station, I make sure I go to one that's at least um, somewhat um, sensitive to the environment in its approach. Um, Even if it's just tipping its hat, it's a whole lot better than a rapacious uh, service station, petrol or gas if, if you're in the US that, that has no regard for the earth. Um, similarly, you know, I have to go to the supermarket. Um, there isn't much here, much here in terms of an alternative, but recently I just discovered there's a market. So great, I will be going there on Sundays and switching my choice from wilted, lifeless <laughs> vegetables with no life force whatsoever and switching that into the energy and vitality of the kind of farmer's produce that you get at the markets. Can you see the difference there? I hope I was able to highlight that to you. Uh, our energy is is really important to us as we're morphing through this period. And I, I want you to, to back off the, the expectation that you should be perfect with everything you do. You know, um, I still use the internet, therefore I'm on the grid. <laughs> People say, I'm off the grid, and he's on Twitter. Clearly, he's not off the grid. <laughs> not, not in my terms, off the grid. Um, but it's, it's, it's what we aspire to and what we want to, how we want to show up in the world and how we want to affect things going forward. For some people, you know, many of the people I know and love have the same um, admiration for Donald Trump as I do. And watching this red wave take over and and transform the US to uh, a powerful choice towards making a difference in people's lives is inspiring, you know. Um, We have very little pickings here in Australia for our election that's also coming up on the 31st of October and I will just literally hold space for a positive outcome, although uh, I realise that with very little choice, there's not really... um, We're just going to hope for the best and know that that Australia is going through a process. But this isn't about politics. I don't want to make this about politics. But I do want to 
do want to speak and let you know that the poli- that the political landscape is very much a spiritual one and um, is the shadow that needs to be resolved and is hiding in plain sight. Most of us who are in a conscious um, existence already know this and understand this and um, we need to, in, instead of being in avoidance where this has been able to fester and grow, especially over the last 20 years and, and particularly over the last 10 to 15, it's been horrendous to watch what Australia, what we've, what we've lost. Um, we, we, we need to be aware that, that um, an inclination to turn our eyes away from politics is what got us here. Okay, so no one's victim and we need to take responsibility for our actions, our choices and what got us here. Um, so let's talk about some of, the, some of how we can help ourselves through these energies and, and you'll see from time to time I do talk about the Schumann Resonance. I've been following that. Uh, I think I came into an understanding of it or it came across my path, I think, late last year. And I thought it was a curious-looking thing and, and it was very hard to get and understand. And um, there's there's a number of different ways to actually read that model. I did a, um, if some of you may remember, I did a, um, um, a webinar on the Schumann Resonance to help you. And since then, actually, my, my knowledge has deepened even more and I can say to you that um, rather than take into account too much of um, other people's versions of it, study it, meditate on it, feel into it and um, don't use this as a forecasting tool because it's not. It's only receiving information. It doesn't say what's coming. It shows you what's happened. It also happens in Russian um time zone so if it's hit Russia at like uh, 10 a.m it will probably find us the next day because of the way that earth turns um, so it's only it's it's capturing what happened in the past it's not and it's impossible to predict you can't look at it it's not a tool to forecast although they probably have models behind the scenes that do this um, and I often wonder if it's a military-owned um, registration tool from time to time. It's just a feeling. We're looking at the Schumann Resonance, and, and when we're looking at the Schumann Resonance, we're, we're gaining some understanding of how we've been showing up energetically. This is a really cool little tool to use. So... Um, what I like to do is open it. I mean, they, they update every two hours. You don't need to open it every two hours, just once a day. Go in, open, and have a look at the snapshot of what's happened during the day. And then think about how your day went. Oh, yeah, I was in a really bad mood at that point. Or, um, oh, I was feeling so zen and I was laying by the pool. I was just really soaking it up, having a book and feeling a moment of contentment here. And that's the blue color. Um, or I was really activated and, you know, um, had all these amazing ideas and I was going to uh, get all this amazing, you know, inspiration that, uh, around me and draw on 
um, the feelings around me. That, that's the green love, right? Green is the heart chakra. Um, and then uh, the red is um, one of the accounts on Twitter has likened the red to devil energy, which, which is true. That's sort of lower. It's a lower frequency vibration. So we look at the red and that's the dross. That's the stuff that needs to come out that's in us. We all have the devil in us. We all have that um, 3D level in us that needs to be purged. There's not much, but there's some. Um, and that red is um, indicative of, 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 it, of it purging out of our way. Um, the yellow is our d- desire. The yellow, for me, then, and this is just this is just my opinion, um, and lots of pe- people will have different other different opinions. There isn't one way to look at it. The yellow being um, the will, um, the hope, and the um, connection to what is, and uh, the, the vision, so to speak. Um, in in the chakras, actually, the the yellow chakra is the will. Or the power to transform, and that comes before the green, in most cases. Um, but this 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 yellow is is, yeah. I see this as 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 the desire or the will to transform, transmute, and transcend. And then um, the white, the white is the crown chakra. So I used to look at the white and think, oh God, here we go, but. By doing that, I was actually setting myself up for a bad day or a bad moment because I think I wouldn't be able to respond to this. And actually, as I said right in the beginning, we are resilient. We're able to, to we are able to adapt and adjust. Uh, human beings are incredible for that, purely that. And we adapt despite all of the evil and atrocities and negativity and, um, you know, the dark matter that has interwoven itself in amongst our lives without us really knowing this, um, we've been able to and continue to triumph because we have the capacity to sit in our light space or our heart in a way that is not nourished. There is a universal force that is nourishing our life force. We were born with the soul, we were born, all of us, most of us, certainly not people who are born soulless and that's a whole other topic but we were born you know with this life force inside us this light and um it's it's a we are electromagnetic beings and this light this spark lives within us all and that that white is uh it's, it's like a mother energy if you like and um although it has no gender but if it it's easier for you to slip into that, think about that. And this white is nourishing, right? The white light that comes down and covers and acts as a protective sheath of of love and transformation. The white light of Metatron. You want to look that up. Really interesting stuff. And so, um, when when we see the white, instead of thinking, oh, you know. I don't know if this is something I can deal with. It's like, yeah, bring it, baby. (laughs) I love it. It's cool. Um, And I always feel joy when I see that white. It's like, ah, it's my connection to my home, which is way out 
in the universe in Sirius. And that's that's the central galactic sun. That's where we forget the sun here. That the sun here is has a function. Um, it's not the galactic central sun. It's not the real deal. The real deal um, is much, much farther away. And it's that pulsating white that's coming through this Schumann resonance. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, all of that will have been total gibberish to you, in which case you need to go to www.schumannresonance.com or look up Schumann resonance on Twitter or Facebook. Um, one thing about that, though, if you have a lot of density or so you know somebody who has a lot of density and a lot of dross within them, shadow that it hasn't been exposed to light, they're going to find these photon packets really difficult to deal with. Okay, if we think about Antifa and the riots we've seen on Twitter and around the world, and we've seen um, that, you know, there are people who, who are protesting f for genuine purposes, and they're not the people I'm speaking of. We're talking about the organization that has been created to destroy, destruct, uh, create mayhem, fear, confusion, killing, um, maiming, and hurting others. That, that, that dark, negative, satanic force, you know what I'm talking about. They are, are the type of people that are sitting in this lower, lower density, that, this lower dimensional frequency. And by choosing to sit there or not realizing that they have a choice, because everybody does, um, that, that the dross within them needs to go somewhere. So it's a bit like this light inspires a detox. So those of us who are light are loving that because we can just absorb more light, let go of anything that may have gotten away in the last few days or weeks or hours and move instead into a vibration of loving care. But these people who are in this dense, dross, satanic way, who don't even understand um, that there there is an option to take, that, that they are not creators of their own life, that they're living in uh, reaction, they're living in um, that not in cause, they're living in effect, victimhood, okay, uh, usually bullies, victims and bullies can be the flip side of the same vibration, actually, and then the rescuers and the perpetrators, you know, we've, we've, we've got that, that, that dramatic um, embodiment that can live inside those people, they're going to find that photonic storm, the light storm, so incredibly hard to endure until they feel the dross so much that at some point something happens either in the infinite wisdom of their soul create some chaotic event in their life that helps them wake up which is wonderful <laughs> that's a good thing um or that they they start to to question you know wow you know, my sister doesn't have these challenges and yet I'm always experiencing all these terrible, terrible things. And they start to realize, wow, you know, maybe maybe I need to look at my life a little bit differently. These are the people that are going to wake up. These are the people that we're here and I'm going to invite you to be ready to catch, right? 
the the people that are that are wiping the sleep from their eyes and starting to realize, well, I, I can make different choices here. I can have a different outcome. And it may not be that they're raping, punging, plunging and plundering and <laughs> perpetrating mayhem on the earth. You know, it may be that they just have a dark soul. And as a dark soul, they tend to look at everything um, about them. They tend to consider that um, the world was completely built for and around them and that nothing else matters and that anything that happens to them is catastrophic. They're very histrionic in the way that they show up in the world, um, meaning, you know, everything's a drama and they're pulling that out. And then with a little bit of energetic regulation and some thought and some moderation, maybe some kind of spiritual event that occurs to them. Maybe they read poetry, prose, and start to spend time reflecting and thinking, wow, I can shift into a, a completely different version of myself should I choose. And we can all do this, by the way. We are, on that note, we are moving through some very hectic times You'll see some of the people in the spiritual community. It might be a bit confusing for you, but it shouldn't be. Um, the timeline shifts. Now, I felt those all last year. The most incredibly painful experience one could ever wish to go through. Uh, my counterpart spends time... I, I have not met this person, my, but that twin flame. I'm married to a beautiful man. He's not my twin flame. Um, and we both know that. But this twin flame dances in the sky and does these incredible acrobatic feats of <laughs> um, prowess in terms of jumping timelines. A lot of people can do it, angels especially. And um, typically our twin flame lives beyond the veil or spends most of their time beyond the veil, beyond the world that we can actually see. In this one particular time, I'll go into it in some depth in another podcast, but I I went with him. I say him because I assume it's male because it's usually um, male-female, the, the twin flame phenomenon. <clears throat> and I didn't come out of this timeline shift quickly enough and managed to hurt my shoulder. Those of you who know me know that I went through an incredibly horrible period of immense pain energetically with my shoulder on my right side and um, it literally felt like it had been cut off it was the pain was so great and I don't dramatize that I actually understood why people end their life when they're in that amount of pain like it was I've never experienced anything like it and through through this whole weird 2019 year <laughs> which is nothing compared to this year. Although for me, 2019 was weird because I was journeying through something and it was extremely um, difficult because it was happening at a cerebral level, at a level of consciousness. I, it was beyond the veil. I could feel this discomfort and um, to say the least. Uh, and it was um, very disconcerting because it, it, it actually felt like I was losing my mind. I knew I wasn't. I knew that I was fully in my body. I was fully grounded. I was fully aware. I knew my name. I was keeping up with the housework. I, was, I wasn't I was depressed. 
but there was this whole other reality playing out at a conscious level and um uh it literally hurt as i could feel timelines shift and morph and it was so bizarre um i've spoken to a few people about it some of those of you in dawn of awakening you know i've spoken about it a bit the the time the result was a timeline shift and i would wake up and it would literally feel as though somebody moved the furniture like who put that there oh my god everything was different everything felt different everything had shifted out of what i knew to be true and things that i was passionate about yesterday i woke up and they were either resolved or i didn't care <laughs> and it was like what i just didn't care i i was no longer vested in that issue because it changed i don't know why but see you later drop the rope <laughs> it 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 was no longer important to me and i couldn't keep doing what i was doing in in all honesty because there i didn't authentically have a connection with it it was like it never existed i was also very aware because there were people involved in these timeline shifts because i have the ability to see i guess and i could see that these people that were important to me now needed to the uh, like the bow had been tied and the box had been wrapped and it was being put in the cupboard for a while and there were real people in that box with the bow around what uh it was very very bizarre and i will say my husband was amazing as he withstood the grief and incredible grief that i had around this uh, feelings of immense loss i hadn't actually lost anything although my mum had died 3 years before and i had grieved that but i was grieving for the world and it was as if i could feel this immense black dark matter it's the best way i can describe it this dark thick smoky putrid revolting matter had seeped into um a part of my brain where i could start to see what was happening and i was mourning for the earth and i think i was mourning for 2020 in actual fact mourning for um the relief of finally knowing that it had been discovered whatever had happened you know the the children in the tunnels um the the, the pain and suffering that so many women around the world have experienced through sex trafficking and humans generally speaking um and and it was as if something had shone the light on this revolting putrid matter where the the, the lid had been kept shut tight for so long so um energetically that was really challenging right and some of us um not all of us are destined to go through that just i i guess you could say some of us have been chosen <laughs> um really wish i didn't put my hand up for that but 
at some level I must have, otherwise I wouldn't have or wouldn't have had that experience. And I've spoken to um, a lot of women who, um, so far, no men, who have been through the same thing. In the last three years, they've also gone through this um, level of awareness that was next level and incredibly painful. And if, you know, you went to a psychologist or a doctor, he, typically he'd lean on the DSM-5 and say, oh, you're depressed. Um, no, this this is another, another this is energetic and another level entirely. And I certainly didn't have, um, you couldn't look at me and think automatically that I was depressed. It wasn't really a case of me covering up. It was just this, this other reality um, that I lived and experienced. And so this is what has created um, a, a massive desire to continue to help people and help people move through the shifts that we're, we're likely to experience at a much more broader and deeper level and a global le level. I see it as like a triage and my spiritual development group is going to be all about those who are ready to step up and ready to help those who need help on the journey and being that support, the mentor or the guide uh, and, and helping them help others um, so that we've got a sort of a back to base camp, if you like, and we can support each other through that process, learn different tools, share different ideas and um, have people contributing in different ways so that um you know it isn't it's it's not all me it's it's co our collective that nourishes the collective that's knows that they're here on earth to help so if that resonates with you keep an eye out on social media and you'll be able to see what i'm doing we're, we're moving through a period where you know we're moving in a new energy way and once upon a time when we look at the masters, the term master is thrown around and used openly and freely quite a bit. And there's been a little bit of skepticism around that. You know, masters of the past are very different to masters of a new energy. And my desire is to help people understand that they can be masterful over the energies that are more, because you're able to see, you're able to feel more. It's just one other sense, right? You are able to feel it and um, you need to be in your heart to feel it and to know it and therefore you're susceptible to those energies and they could be new to you or maybe maybe they're not new to you. You've never really been able to articulate it before but now you know what it is. That was certainly my case. So the masters of the past, they had to go through extreme suffering in order to become a master, right? They had to deny their bodies. They had to deny their human existence. Think of self-flagellation, starving, going into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, those sorts of things. They had to, to, to really separate themselves, to look into their own um, spirit and, and really deny their human existence in order to function. They needed to do this in order to separate what was human from what was spirit and determine what was real from the illusion, you know. Uh, the battle of the ego from what it is, that identity thing, 
into the blessing of being a human being. So many of the masters, the ascended masters specifically that we've heard of, we've read about, we've, we've aspired to, martyrs as well, that was all in the past. And now we are in this new energy, this new way, this new way of being. Arguably, you could say that we have been there since 2012. Um, I think for most of us, it's, it's come in this year. Um, there are others of us who have hit this new energy around 2007, 2008. I know I did. Um, and for others still, it might only be since 2016, 17. But whatever that is, the new energy is about being, it's mastering this new energy is, is about allowing yourself to be human and understanding that integrating all these energies into ourselves is part of the process of being human. You know, we are souls having a human experience. We are naturally spiritual, you know, it makes me really sad when I hear people say, oh, I want to be more spiritual. And I'm like, well, you're, already, you're already that. <laughs> it, it, you, what you're asking is you want to master the, um, the ability to be integrate humanity with your spiritual self. You, you know what I'm saying because I, I know that you're smiling right now. And secondly, um, this resonates because it's the truth. It's the facts. New Energy Master understands the principle of joy and releases this old and very tired concept of one must suffer, okay? That is story, and it's just not the truth. The new energy master is somebody that really, they, they, they don't need to isolate themselves. Uh, they went off alone and, and went away from the cities in the olden days, away from families, hermits in the wood, on a forsaken part of the, the, the world where no humans gathered and they had to sit there monk-like in integrating this energy, the new energy master understands that it's an essential part of humanity to be part of the community and this is what this energy is going to be bringing forward into our faces in the coming years, certainly beyond December 21st, which is going to be a massive, massive period in the skies. The new energy ma master is somebody who um, understands that we get to learn to master this energy while we're being human in our day-to-day, -day, working in everyday jobs, you know, um, while traveling. I know I master my energy a lot when I'm flying. I miss it because um, I feel that when I'm I, I traveled a lot over the last four years, many of you would know. I was constantly in a plane and I feel very connected to source energy and the angels up there in the heavens. It's amazing. Um, I never watch the screen because I don't want to miss out on anything. This is planes are where I have almost all my amazing experiences um, when I'm not in the shower. You will find, of course, as we master this energy, that you do need to be alone. Of course, there'll be times where you need to recharge. But we understand the benefit of living amongst others and it's important to participate in human existence because otherwise, how will you ever teach what you know, right? How are you going to be able to share 
with others, what you can do and how you do things if you're in a far, far distant place. And then you have to reintegrate and that takes time. Um, the masters of the past, they studied really hard and they did what they, whatever they could for centuries to tens and tens thousands of years these masters showed up and did what they could to study and um, work hard to find this enlightenment that constantly um, eluded them that was out of reach out of touch and in actual fact the more that they absorbed the more they studied the more they knew the less they knew (laughs) which made them study even more so there are very, very few masters who actually made it this way. And why? Because it made it very elusive. It, they confirmed that they were unable to attain enlightenment because they had decided that they weren't that already. We live in a very different time frame. We are already enlightened beings, okay? And with us... In past lives, you've probably already done all the study. You've read the books and you've gone to the courses and you've done all the things and you're here and you're ready now. You may find that even in this life, you've gone to all the courses, you've done all the books, you've done all the reading and you're still no further. Why? Because it, it, it creates an illusion of division, separation. It says you are not that yet. And uh, we're forced to um, maybe believe um, in this false paradigm that that we are not that. And, and, and the truth is that we are, okay? The masters of the past did practice a really extreme discipline, right? They were disciplining their mind, disciplining their body, teaching themselves. And, and, and we have to remember that we too need to discipline ourselves and regulate, moderate ourselves to walk strongly um, through the dark and into the light. But in truth, a lot of these masters in the past were just torturing themselves and denying their full existence. They didn't have to stand out and they didn't have to shine. And I bet you know how that goes because I know you're smiling. Okay? The masters of the past were in an energy that was very, very different to what we are now. And you're probably, you know, finding that you've blocked yourself from your true true joy in life because you didn't feel worthy to participate in pleasure. That pleasure and joy was something that sat outside of yourselves and needed to be earned to be enjoyed. Does a five-year-old do that? No, the, the five-year-old engages with joy and pleasure as a birthright. And we are the five-year-olds. We are the children of God. We, we are here to enjoy and immerse and create and play and not deny ourselves. Would you deny a child a hug or love if that child had hurt themselves or was in some way feeling some kind of physical or emotional or even spiritual pain? No, you would not. And you would not then try to do that to yourself if you're feeling good about you. Mind you, (laughs) you may do the opposite if you're not feeling good about you. So I'm going to invite you to let all of it go. None of these things are grander than you. You are the master. You decide. You choose. 
you determine what it is you want. You are the master in this new energy. It's very, very different from the past. Okay? We look at the masters in the past, Yeshua, for example, who some of us know as Jesus. He was a master. He was a change worker. He was the example, the one that stood out from the rest. He represented Christ consciousness on earth at that time. And he, with Mary Magdalene, the one who represented the many because the energy at that time called for that. There could not be many masters. There could only be a few. And I have seen this in my own visions in the last couple of days. You know, I had I was talking to somebody and he said, oh, something or other, and he said, oh, Messiah complex, which is a thing and it is quite a problem. But I actually, the way I see it is there's, there's going to be a lot of people finding their Christ consciousness and merging with that energy, being the Godhead as I have and seeing ourselves as the one, as one, as one with God, as the all with one. Where we go one, we go all. We are all one. Very, very powerful. And this might be abstract for you if you're not there yet, or hopefully it's validation if you are. You may find that, wow, you know, I've been putting off the idea and somehow deciding that I'm not that, when actually the Christ consciousness, the, the Sophia conscious Christos is, I am, I am that, I am. Really, really beautiful and really powerful. So this is a time for many masters and not just a few. We're, you simply just need to decide who you are and what you're about. You just need to step into the vibration of I am and watch your entire timeline change. It will completely transform your existence, the way people respond to you, the way people work with you. And then it's a, ma it's a matter of working out the tools uh, that you want to lean on. But you are enough. You are there just as you are. And it is the right time for many. Okay, being a master doesn't carry the tremendous responsibility you might think it does. In actual fact, it just absorbs you of a lot of things that no longer work for you, that you do not need to have in your life, that you don't really have to own anymore, whether it be physical, emotional, spiritual, or others. You can simply choose to let go and work with what you have to make the most of us. And that's how we can relate to our world or ourself or our internal environment and, and show up in a way that, that is so much more powerful and so much assured in its nature. I hope you've enjoyed that. We are at the just about the end of the hour. It's been fascinating. If you have questions, if you would like me to talk on certain topics, I'll just talk to whatever I feel um, I need to at the time. You'll notice I don't do um, a, a set schedule for my podcasts uh, because the energy is asking that of me. <laughs> um, it's asking me to be very authentic and not aligned to a time and just know that I show up when I, when I feel the nudge to do so. 
So I want to thank you um, for everything. It's been an absolute pleasure sharing this hour with you. I hope that you've been able to take some wisdom and some guidance from some of the stuff that I've brought through. And I am looking forward to connecting with you in so many other ways. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And we will chat soon. All the best.